Sorry. Hello, everyone. This is Ricky, also known as Ricky the Sup Sky, and I'm here with my brother from another mother, Mike Wilt. What is up, y'all? And this is Serious Conversations. Hmm. Let's get started, brother. Yeah. So. We are in month number two, so whatever goals you set, I hope you are continuing on. I hope you didn't flake out. Ricky's keeping it real. Whatever you decided to do, keep going. And that's one of the things I definitely want to talk about. One thing that I'm learning from a book that I spoke about on our last episode that Michael told me a year ago that I should be reading, The 12-Week Year. It's an amazing freaking book, Yeah, I'm like I'm on like chapter five right now. Michael read the whole thing, but... Yeah, I actually, it's my next book to read again. Yeah, I, like, I think I'm exactly. going to probably read this again and again and again. I think it's something like people should read once a year because like it takes your whole perspective on, on goal setting. It's no longer that, that like five-year, like you, you have your five-year goals, you have all that set, but like when you bring it down to 12 weeks, like you, I think like you were telling me yesterday, it's like 75 hard, but better. Yeah. Because it's like you're hard. narrowing down your focus. It's 90, like 90 hard. hard, bro. And you're focusing. And after those 90 days, it's like, as the book talks about, it's like take a week and just relax because you accomplished a year's worth of stuff in three months. Yeah. And I love that. The fact that you can actually do all that in this short amount of time, it, it changes how, how you live life. It, it makes you live, I mean, it makes you work towards your goals with a sense of urgency. Because what the first like two chapters, they bring up how at the end of the year, it's the most productive for so many jobs because everybody wants to hit that end of year deadline. So when you're working to hit that end of year deadline, you're, you're busting ass to hit that end of year deadline. Mm-hmm. So it shows you how to have that same end of year urgency towards your goals all year long. Like I, I'm freaking loving it. And you know, um, it's making me like my goal I, I wanted to start on February 1st because I didn't start reading the book till mid-January. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to hit 190 in my weight by the end of April. I'm cheating so much less because I know, holy crap, I got to make this weight by the end of April. I'm not missing a workout because I know I have to make this weight by the end of work. I'm not missing 10,000 steps because I need to hit this weight by the end of April. I'm almost to the point where I'm going to force my... Because supposedly these Fitbits are 20 to 30% off, so I'll aim for 13,000 steps. So guess what? If it's 30% off, I still got my 10,000. There you go, bro. Like, it's it's freaking unreal how it makes you look at everything, and it's, it, it does, like you said. It changes your perspective. It's like, okay, I don't have time to bullshit. Yep. I can't, I can't fake the funk because when you give yourself a year, you give yourself more time to bullshit. In fact, you spend more time bullshitting than anything, and most people really don't start working. Like when people say, oh, by the end of the year, I want to weigh this. Most people don't start till the quote-unquote the summertime, but yet they want to look good for the summer. And listen, I work supplement retail. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to the beach in July. Here's June 1st, and you want to lose like 40 pounds in a month. You know, I I, I once told a person, how am I going to lose all this weight in a month? I'm like, have you heard of crack? Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. Because listen, nothing I sell it's you is going to drop 40 freaking pounds in 30 days. I'm sorry. You might as well go do drugs. Yeah, now, am I saying you should go do drugs? Those of you who are listening, no. No. But you, you, get, you catch my drift. Yeah. You can't do six months. You know, you're not going to lose 40 pounds in that amount of time. You're not suddenly going to get the job you want. By it's not waiting. sustainable. Yeah, and most people don't start looking for the jobs <clears throat> till after the summer. Yep. No, you don't like where you're at. Start looking now. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's an, another thing. You have that sense of urgency to hit that goal that you want. So, Michael, you have read the whole book. You've been yep. implementing. You know, so share with our great listeners how it has changed your life. So I've got <laughs> uh, actually now I have three things to talk. About, I know. I, so, like, I sounded like a like a game show host. Not, <laughs> Where are you how? from? <laughs> yeah. Spitting. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there was uh, the, the one thing I think about is when, when you have uh, – I, I know of people, not in my life in particular, but in friends of mine. They have people in their lives where they're like, he hasn't had a job in two years. And it will, will, they'll, they'll tell me about it, and I'm like, well, well, why doesn't he just go get a job at Taco Bell? Like, legit. Like, you can get a job at Taco Bell like that. Amazon. I accidentally got an Amazon job. I don't know if I ever told you that. No, I think you did. I was applying. Yeah, I was applying through the online app, and uh, I did it. It said, "Oh, you're hired. Show up on Tuesday." I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" Like it was. It took me half an hour yeah. to do, and it was. It's because these these people think like, "Oh, I've got plenty of time. I'm gonna take three months to build up this perfect resume, get all my stuff together, take another three months, go out and look for it." When you have that sense of urgency you're talking about, yeah. You take that that three months, three months, three months that you take it for the full year to go do everything. Yeah. In that twelve weeks, not only are you doing all that crap. Yeah. You're hustling like freaking crazy, and you're most likely in the in that ninety days going to accomplish a lot more than you ever will in that year. And people, yeah, not to cut you off, but people who want to build that perfect resume and they purposely don't look for jobs. What looks better on a resume to an employer that you still have been working? Mm An employer's not trying to hear, oh, I took time off because I wanted to build this perfect resume. Yeah. They want to know that, you, that you're willing to do what needs to be done. Yep. And, and, and people need to, to calm their freaking egos down, okay? If you, listen, like you, you mentioned, working at Taco Bell. Is it the ideal job? No. But I can tell you one thing. Uh, a minimum wage job with a paycheck every two weeks is better than no paycheck at all. Yep. Dude, if I were to be fired tomorrow... My first thing would be I wouldn't sleep. I'd be up all day applying for as many jobs as possible. Mm-hmm. I'd be going to all these. I'd be going to Amazon. I'd be trying as many things as possible to get a job by the end of the week. Yeah. And guess what? You'd be Ubering in between. Exactly. Yeah, because you did Uber for a while. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. am. I actually yeah. signed up for it again last night. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Uber Eats delivery. That's what I had to yeah. ask you because I'm trying to – side note. So yeah. I'm trying to get into the Uber Eats. I used to do Uber. Yeah. And it's not combining the two. So I want to see before you Whoa, go what, what it looks like. Man. Uh, well, <clears throat> when I signed on for the Uber app, it asked me if I wanted to do one or the other. I just chose Eats. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you just do that when you sign up. When Once they allow you, once you get the confirmation that you're good to go, they'll ask you on the app, what do you want to do? I, I have nothing against Uber driving. Mm-hmm. I just rather deliver your food and... You know, I'm I'm not one of those people. I'm I'm not afraid of letting people I don't know in my car. Yeah. I don't have a special car to begin. I have a Kia Rio. <laughs> Listen, if I'm gonna pick you up, I'm gonna pick you up in something nicer. <laughs> yeah. But then I gotta let let a complete stranger in my car. I'm not against it, just not my cup of tea. Um, but yeah, I've yeah, been doing Uber Eats because uh... I made sixty four bucks in two days. 
Okay, so it, people who think, you know, these jobs are beneath them, you just don't got the hustle, you don't have the grind. Another thing. When you have that urgency and you're trying to pay something off, you'll do what you have to do to get any dollar, any extra money to do what you need to do. So I know y'all can't see this, but that little blue box right there, yeah, that's items that I put up on Facebook Marketplace. I put them up last night. Mm-hmm. I already got two responses this morning like, hey, I'll yeah. buy this. And I already have one that I sold uh, last week. Yeah. So that's an easy, like, what, 40 bucks for me? Yeah. Just off just posting pictures. Like, all it is is just, that's what the 12-week year is based off of, is literally just figuring out what is important to you yeah. and doing it. Isn't Gary Vee doing that, too? Didn't he do a video? Isn't he, like, selling things on eBay or something? Yeah, dude. Actually, that's where I got inspired to do the whole Amazon mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Was he called it the it was the Gary the Gary V flip challenge it was like 2017 or 2018 2017 flip challenge I think yeah and he's a millionaire and he does it yep because you can make bank yeah and like I saw items in my in that box that I'm not using I went I looked up one last night that's selling for eighty dollars on on eBay I'm like oh holy hell I'm not using it yeah let me put it up there sell it and make a quick eighty bucks yeah it works yep but um go back to twelve week work year. The last 12-week challenge that I had, I haven't set my 12-week goals yet. Um, I have been slacking. Uh, but you did a ton last year. <laughs> yeah. And I finally got moved into my place. Yes. So we are now in my... Humble abode. My humble abode. I have my studio set up in the corner. Looks pretty freak, freaking sweet. Yeah. Um, but I spent a, a few weeks trying to get all this organized. And, um, and he has a, a portrait that says, have the courage to touch the butt. Yeah. Oh, dude, Sheena loves that. Touch the butt. <laughs> Don't be afraid to her touch Her sister it. said her only rule for our relationship is I could not touch the butt. Yeah. I had to send her that, that See, picture. Yeah. And Amber has made that for me. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But um, my last 12-week goal was, um, and this is how, 12-week goal doesn't just pertain to business or like school. life, dude. Sheena was my last 12-week goal. Oh. I'm flipping this freaking script, bro. Because I do, do you remember tell. that? Do tell. You remember that period when I was like, dude, I'm going 100 percent in on this dating game. Yeah. And like you would, you would have thought I was nuts because I was, I was messaging girls left and right, trying to go on these dates, setting up these dates, and not trying to like, not trying to make it seem like I was, I had dates on the wazoo, but like when I had someone serious that I was like, I'm interested in, I want to go pursue it, I would 100 percent go pursue it. And uh, the last date I had before Sheena was where I drove all the way to Orlando and sat there for a few hours waiting on this girl to get off of work. The McDonald's. The McDonald's one, where I got stood up. Yeah, I remember that. I came you were back. working, though. <laughs> I, I was still working while I was there, so. This is, this is how dedicated Michael is to freaking killing it. This man is waiting for a date, all right, because he called me, and he was working at the world's, well, second largest, world's second largest McDonald's because China's going to outdo the one that's in Orlando. Yeah, that that was that was a pretty freaking great day. That's when I decided to change part of my platform to an online arbitrage. Yes, oh. you kept it productive. You were still, you know, doing as the Azoth shirt that I'm wearing. You know, still getting shit done. Yeah, but then I, I went home and I was pretty I was pretty sad because you know I got stood up. I drove all the way out there an hour and a half, three hours driving, just wasted there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, on her on my date with her, it was like I could have taken the. Most people take the perspective of, oh, I had one bad date over there. Yeah. I'm not going to go on the next one. Yeah. But I said, I'm 100% in on this. This is what I'm doing for the next three months. Yeah. I did it, and I would never be happier. Yeah. And as you, you've, you've, you've seen yep. us. I've met, I've met his girl. Yeah. She's amazing. She's awesome. 
I can't give you her Instagram handle because I don't know if she has one. I never asked yet. She does. It's <laughs> private. Okay. Um, <laughs> I tell people my wife. So I'm like, say the girl 107. <laughs> you, you add, add her on the show. She'll keep you on there, bro. Yeah. She loves you. Awesome. Um, but yeah, that was my last 12-week goal. Um, and it's not to make her sound like a prize or anything like that because I'm, I'm very fortunate and blessed to have her in my life. But it just goes to show that whatever goals you have, like write them down and make them like for your 12 week period just be like this is what I'm gonna do and if it's dating be like I'm gonna go on two dates every week minimum or you're gonna talk to so many girls or guys you're gonna do this or that well you already do that I've been to a Europa show in Orlando with you (laughs) Michael will walk up to any female and talk to her Michael is the most fearless human being I've ever met he will walk up to a fitness model that he's never seen a day in his life. Talking about, I've been following you forever, girl. <laughs> Sheena, that that was the past, though. Okay, you're his. You're his only. <laughs> Dude, yeah, man, I love her. Yeah, she's she's, she's awesome. She's awesome. But yeah, it's it's been. And I've even told her about all the stuff like I've had to get to to get there. Mm-hmm. And the twelve week work year, even before I read the book, it's, yeah. it's been a, a big part of my life because yeah. for students. Yeah. You ever had that student that was in class with you that would get projects done a month ahead of time? Yeah. Well, if you really think about it, they're implementing this book. Yeah, I married that woman that does that. You married that freaking woman, bro. And when we started dating, when she was in college, she'd be working on month number two of her syllabus. I, I don't, and I said this in a podcast before, man, I don't know how I never picked up on it, being with her for so long. Now it's like, oh, crap. Now I see why you did this. Now I see why you were so on it because then you if you needed to change something you can adjust so much quicker when you're already ahead of the game absolutely mm-hmm. and that was that that's a big game changer like i remember my college years if i can go back and redo it that's how i would do every single class is go in there mm-hmm. get my two months done mm-hmm. and sit back and freaking relax but i was the person who went in there and i was waited to the last minute i'm a procrastinator. i was a procrastinator 12 hours too. <laughs> yeah yeah up all night on Sunday because the papers do do at eleven fifty nine, p.m. Sunday. I'd start working on it at eleven fifty nine a.m. that same Sunday morning um, when I did take classes. Um, you know, one thing too is that um, one thing a lot of people that the book actually has you has you do is that it. A lot of people don't like to. How do I say this? A lot of people don't like to measure themselves. It's almost like people have a fear of studying themselves. Mm -hmm. You ask anybody, find out the best price and the best deal on a vacation, they will become inspector, uh, a private eye in a heartbeat. But when you tell them, do you know what works for you? Do you know what progress you're making? Most people have no clue. And And they wonder how... Do they, do they do the things they do? And it's like, okay, study yourself. The 12-week year has me looking at myself every week to see the progress that I'm making. I'm taking a little bit a step further, and what I do with my 12-week year plan is that I write what I do the day before. Like, if I ate something that I shouldn't have, if I, if I ate a piece of bread knowing that it has more carbs than what I should, I'll write it down, and I know they say don't weigh yourself daily. I'm one of those people that do, but... If I notice a weight increase or something like that, I can, now that I've written it down, I can remind myself, oh crap, I shouldn't have did that. I did that on this day. 
I did extra cardio on this day. That seemed to work. You know, look at yourself daily or and weekly. Some people don't like to do daily. I'm, I'm one of those. But look what you did that week to see what you can do better or what you can improve on. Like people just have this thing where they don't know themselves. That Like they think they know themselves, but they really don't. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that at times the biggest our biggest problem towards progress is not what's happening around us. A lot of our times, we ourselves fuck up our own progress <clears throat> by doing things that we shouldn't be doing. Exactly. And, and it's a tough pill to swallow. It's not easy to swallow. I had to do this myself years ago that the reason why my life is how it is is because of the dumb shit I'm doing. But now that I'm monitoring myself even closer, it's like, holy crap. You know what I mean? It, see it, those micro changes. Those micro changes, yeah. And it's like, you know, accountability. You're holding yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, man, listen, what we're talking about right now, what I've talked about, not to change the subject, but that's just, I'm only on chapter five right now mm-hmm. about how much I'm learning about chasing my goals and what I need to change. There's just so much to this book. Yep. Almost to the point where I'm just dumbfounded because it's like, I know there's still more for me to learn on the rest of this book. Does that make sense what I'm saying? No, absolutely. And, and the one thing I, I really like about the book too is like 12-week year isn't just about it. It goes on, a, like you said, a week-by-week basis. It's not a day-by-day. And I, I encourage you to go on a day-by-day basis and schedule out each day what you need to do. And, and that's... Um, so what, what to give a premise of what the book does is you have uh, a week from Sunday to Saturday, we'll say. And in that week, you're going to plan out each day uh, and what you need to do to accomplish your goals. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's you have to walk 10,000 steps a day for five days uh, minimum that week. You schedule out the days to do it and you give yourself enough time to work. Maybe later on you can, and you have a little bit of leniency. But the book also has you take what's called, uh, I know it's called buffer blocks. Yes. And the other one is called, um, uh, I can't remember it, but I like, um, like planning. It's another kind of block. Yeah, just three blocks. I've read that. Buffer, I gotta look at the book. The book's in my bag. In fact, you know, let me go get the book. Go ahead, get the book. Yeah, Yeah. buffer books. As this this book explains, uh, the book's in my bag. (laughs) We'll put it on the show notes. (laughs) It's it's on my Kindle if we really need to. Um, But yeah, you go by blocks. So you block out hours of, uh, there are periods of three hours at a time. One period is for you to, to plan out your week. Yes. That's where you sit down, no distractions, no nothing. It could be on a Saturday night because you're planning the upcoming week. Yeah. <coughs> and for three hours, you sit down and you just plan. The other one that I know of um, is the buffer block, which is where three hours of that week, you go and you do absolutely nothing that has to pertain to your goals. Something your, for yeah, you. To give your mind a break. Yeah, just to relax. Because you can get easily burnt out. Yep. Donating, I mean, I mean, giving so much time to your goal that sometimes your mind is like, hey, chillax, like, let, let me breathe. And then, uh, the, I mean, I can't remember the last one. I don't think I've implemented it too much. Um, but it's just like implementing that on a week-by-week basis. Like, I don't know if I told you my new schedule, but um, with with my mornings now, now that I have this place to myself, yeah, like my scheduling has become so strict. Like, I watched TV before you got here. This is the first time I watched TV in like days. Yeah. And when I say days, this, I'm watching a YouTube video that's like 10 minutes long. Yeah. Um, they, uh, like, my day starts off when I wake up at 4 o'clock. Every 15-minute time time uh, block from that, from my schedule until I leave, is, is taken up. 
Yeah. There's no time for TV. There's no time for any messing up I, no as soon as I wake up. No time for bullshit. No. That Dude, I might not even be able to take a poop in that time frame. I might have to hold it for a few days. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> we keep it real, bro. But yeah, it's... it's well, you do live close to McDonald's, so if it's not coming out... <laughs> do I really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I was like... I hadn't seen a McDonald's right now. I was kind of happy about that. That's a good thing. Uh, but yeah, the, this... The, the book is just... It, we, we make it sound like it's the Bible, and it's not. And it's not this revolutionary but idea, a, but it is. It's a wealth of information that I think everybody who is serious about hitting their goals needs to read. 100%. It's, uh, it's up there with, like, Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? And some of the... I, I think the book is highly underrated. I don't know if it's a bestseller, but I can tell you one thing. Everybody who I know who's read it, and the reviews are amazing... So yeah, this this twelve week year book is definitely is definitely some really really good stuff, and yeah, it minimizes like like I said too where you you can't you don't have time to BS. Like I was off last Sunday, I was a little aching from the workout before. Um, but it was it was think no the first was Saturday, yeah because I did a wrestling show on the first, and as I said uh, before if if you work doing a independent wrestling show it is a long day (laughs) i worked out saturday i made the two hour drive and then i made the two hour drive back worked the show put a uh put down the ring it was a long i was aching on sunday but i had to make my steps so while my wife was sitting down she said hey let's chillax you know it's sunday let's watch a show i said no we're going for a walk and if you don't want to come i'm going anyway (laughs) There you go. I made sure that I walked. We went on a long walk, too, and I walked 6,000 steps. But that was early in the morning. And then, you know, we had a bunch of other stuff to do. So I I made my 10,000. You know what I mean? But I wanted to make sure that even if I'm not working out that day, I'm making these 10,000 or more steps. Some people just aim at 10,000. Me, I'm like 10,000 or higher. Um, That was less time me sitting down watching TV. And a lot of my family are dumbfounded when I tell them that I don't watch all these shows. And a lot of people think because I, me and my wife don't have kids that you can't be busy. I like to stay busy because that stops me from bullshitting. The only show I watch is Parks and Rec. Arrow is gone, and to be honest, thank God it's gone because that show has been sucked for the past three seasons. But you know what I'm saying? Parks and Rec is because I need, I need at least 20 minutes of Ron Swanson. At least twice a week. <laughs> and it's okay to schedule yeah. out time. Schedule out a little time. You know what I'm saying? Ron Swanson makes me want to be a better man. He does. <laughs> Dude, if you haven't watched Parks and Rec, don't binge watch it like most people who have Netflix. But listen, maybe like once a week, watch an episode or two. Ron Swanson is the man. He's my spirit animal. He's my, yeah, you know what I mean? He hates the government. He's a manly man. <laughs> Gotta love Ron Swanson. Um, oh, I had a conversation last night I thought you'd enjoy Getting slightly off topic. Okay. I was, I was talking to uh, one of my coworkers. Okay. She was like, so, and we were talking about doing manly things. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, there, I, I do a few of them. She's like, and in my head, I thought like, I do a few manly things, but I didn't think I did that many. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I've, I've in my lifetime, I've like, uh, I chopped up some wood last week, uh, went, uh, went to the gun range, uh, did some archery, um, Polish my knives, mm-hmm. and as it kept going, she's like, "Huh, like you don't do manly things." I'm like, when it becomes part of your life, dude. Yeah. Like, 
That's why I respect Ron Swan so much because, like, he, his life is just manly because everything he does <laughs> everything, is that. Yes. He, like, wakes up in his, his mustache. Yeah. Oh, man. That is beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm reading another book, too. Speaking of masculinity, um, Mansfield Book of Manly Men. Okay. I mentioned it last week, we but it's one of those books that I'm reading again mm-hmm. because it talks about a lot of the things that make a man a man mm-hmm. and our culture has watered them down so much. Mm-hmm. This ain't no conspiracy theory. If you cannot see the demasculinization of the American man, you're blind or you're brainwashed. You know what I mean? Like a man is supposed to protect his home. Like I mentioned this on a podcast before that I got into an argument with a boss of mine um, and he's an anti-gunner if you're anti-gun, that's your cup. Of, that's you. I'm not gonna sit here and get in a debate with you. That's your. But don't tell me that you're. Oh, if something happens, you call the police. And I'm. We said this on our masculinity episode. If somebody's attacking my home, I'm going on the offense. That's lost. Like the standard round to fight and be ready to prepare your family. Mm-hmm. I mean, to to defend your family. You know be you know want to go on an adventure you know that's that stuff is lost but i I believe it's coming back with guys like ryan mickler with guys um like stefan arnio brett mckay brett mckay that's what i'm saying man i believe manhood's making a comeback that's why 2020 hashtag make america masculine again i I was (laughs) out in i think it was october we were out at sparkman wharf yeah and um this, this girl had come, she just moved down here, and uh, her, her grandma is friends with my friend Hannah. Yeah. And she's like, I want y'all to go out and uh, take her out, like, have some fun. So I was like, sure, I'll, I'll go out with them. Yeah. Go out there, and she, she said, once well, she's like, Michael, do you have do you have any, any weapon on you? Like, because we're here out in the middle of the night. I was like, I got you. And even just having a little knife on me mm-hmm. and knowing how to use it. Yeah. Like, having that thought, like, not only made her feel at ease, mm-hmm. but made me feel comfortable knowing that if something were to happen... You can defend her. Yeah. Oh, what did I do with um? Me and Sheena were out the other night. We were out super late, walking over by the Tampa River Walk. And I, uh, while we stopped at one point in time, it was dark and we were by ourselves. I said, "Okay, Sheena, here's what we're gonna do. Here is my ID and my debit card. Put it someplace where, uh, on you, where they're not gonna find it, not near your wallet. So if somebody comes up to rob us, I'm gonna give them my wallet. They're gonna go off, and we'll be okay." And it was that, that planning stage uh, of, like, knowing what to do in those cases. That says more than anything else. Like, I, I wouldn't have to attack. And if I were to be robbed or mugged, I most likely would not attack that person. Because it's going to cause more damage in the long run to somebody around me. If I can just give them what they want and go on their way, I can cancel cards later. But too many people are, are just afraid to... To, to even think about that like oh it'll never ha- it'll never happen to me then they get into a situation they have no clue what to do and they do the wrong thing and somebody gets hurt yeah and that's why the, an- the whole anti-gun thing my the one thing I remember I, I told uh, Ryan who was the guy I took my class with yeah he said why do you want a gun why do you want to have your concealed carry I said because I want to have control over the situation I want to know that in the case a guy pulls a gun on me that I have the uh, the option to to, defend to retaliate, yeah, and the choice to choose whether I'm gonna do something about it or just let him go on his merry way, yeah. 
and most people don't have that choice. It's because they don't want that choice. It's because they want other people to defend them. Yep. That, that's at the end of the day what it all boils down to. It goes back to Adam. I was reading in uh, Genesis 4 to 6 yesterday. And Adam, would, would, it, it, it was like a revelation to me. Yeah. When God came and said, you ate of this fruit, he said, the woman gave it to me. Like, we're so quick to put it on to somebody else. Yeah. We, it, it's the extreme ownership thing, going back to that book. Yeah. Like, Adam was the first man to never take ownership of, of, of his responsibilities. Yes. And it's shown, and it's come down through generation after generation. Yeah. Like, all you have to do is say, this is my problem. Let me deal with it. And that's yeah. what 12 Week Warrior is yeah. all about. People that are pro-gun, that doesn't mean we run around and shoot up everybody. We just want to protect ourselves. Mm. Do people screw up? Have there been people that have shot other people when they didn't? It happens, but you can't say that every gun owner does that. And that's what the media, as usual, that's what these schools that are all run by soy latte sipping sissy boys... Don't seem to understand. I like I'm, that. Dude, I'm married to a school teacher. The bullshit that my wife comes home when she has to do these county trainings that the county tells teachers, I'm sorry, those aren't men running the school systems. No. I don't care. These are the, these are freaking hippies that 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 you know probably are afraid of their own shadow at nighttime and think they know that what's better for us. I'm yeah. sorry, dude. It, it, it is what it is. Sorry, but not sorry. So, like I said, real men need to get in these positions and, and lead. Yep. So, which is why we need to make America masculine again because the soy boys are running shit. So, and the only way is what it is. Starting off, I think people need to read. Yeah. Need to educate yourselves on, and that's why we're talking twelve week work here, and read about great men too. Absolutely. Because we're because um, in this Mansfield book, he talks about President Truman. Mm-hmm. You know, President Truman was didn't have a college degree. He did not have a college degree. But instead of reading historians, because he says historians are biased. Now think about it. This is post-World War II. Even President Truman knew about the biases in our education system. So instead of reading what the historian said, he would go read the writings of these great men themselves. Guys, take note. (laughs) Okay, read about these great men. (laughs) You know, the writings that they said. You know what I mean? So that, that's something that is also lost in our culture. Yeah, we went from 12-week year to manhood, bro. But hey, it's I mean, 2020, it's, baby. It's important. Yeah, it's very important. And yeah. not, not enough podcasts talk about that. No, they don't. And, and that's what, like, that's why I'm, I'm glad Ryan Mickler and his whole um, Order of Man delves into that. Yeah. And because it's just, it, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's amazing to see men come together again mm-hmm. and no longer being... The soy boy, latte sipping soy boys you're talking about. I think I think, kind of goes back to like World War Two. Men have a tendency. The non-soy boy men have a tendency of just staying quiet, yeah. not to start trouble. Like that famous Japanese general that said, "When we attack Pearl Harbor, we woke on a sleeping giant." I think I think we have a tendency of going to sleep. And it takes something catastrophic to wake us up. Nowadays, we can't be waiting. Right? I know I'm speaking with some slang now. We can't wait for something catastrophic to wake us up. Mm-hmm. It's too late at this point. Like I said, the soy boys have had their way a little too long. Yep. It's time to wake up now. We can't wait for another world war to wake up. We can't. 
because like I said, they've, they've infiltrated our schools, they've infiltrated our government, they've infiltrated everything. TV, my goodness. <laughs> you know, it's on every show you watch, they want every male to be beta as fuck. I, I had a moment yesterday. It's time for men to wake there up. There was um, one of my coworkers uh, yesterday, two days ago. Night shift is weird, y'all. Uh, but yesterday for me, I was giving a report to this coworker, the one that I always have the issue with. Yeah. And she said something in, in, in the way of her being crass and, and trying to, like, assume her dominance, assert her dominance. Mm. And uh, I just remember there's, like, before I would just kind of sit, like you're talking about, I'd be that guy to sit back and be like, whatever, say what you're going to say, let me get finished, and I'm going to walk out of here. Yeah. And <clears> then I had a moment. I was like, she said that. I was like, hold up. Did I say I was finished? I'll tell you when I get there. I'm not there yet. Let me start over here. Yeah. She shut right up. Yeah, because. She let me finish. And that was me, like, the ability, men and women have the ability to assert their dominance, and I think they need to. Because there's so many people who are willing to walk over you. Yeah. Who are those, those the, what is it, latte sipping toy boys, whatever yeah. you call it. And, and it's not even dominance. Sometimes you just need to know, look, I'm not the one to fuck with. Sometimes you need to be, and she needs to respect you as a man and respect you as a human being. You do the same to her, so she needs to do the same to you. Yep. Sometimes it's not even dominant. Sometimes it's like, no, not me. Mm-hmm. So I think she's so used to being around soy boys that, that, that let her have her way. Um, and I think it, it also goes back to what we talked about the other day when if you don't take that masculine leadership role or in your thing because I, I don't know if you're a leader you're, you're in a leadership role at your job but women will respond even the freaking bullshit feminists will respond correctly to a strong man like if I tell my wife oh, I don't know what I want to do she's going to bitch she's going to complain but when I say get up get dressed this is what we're doing she's like ooh Hold up. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, my man's got this. <laughs> I like this. Women like it when a man is operating in his masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Even the feminists. That's why I say I say all the time, feminism is bullshit nowadays. Because women like it when men act like men. Yep. Period. And it doesn't always necessarily mean you have to be in a leadership role. Yeah. Like with... with like Sheena, what you, what you when, showed your masculine, you know. <laughs> or even when I, when I told Sheena... Um, she was talking about going into the ministry as you um, and there's another conversation we had yesterday you'd be so proud of yes so I gotta talk to you about that afterwards mm-hmm. um, but yeah we, we were talking about the ministry and I told her I said I, I, I've been praying about it I said you know what I don't feel like I'm called to be in the ministry yet you know it, it could change yeah. I said I, I believe you're the one who's supposed to go into the ministry and mm-hmm. whatever I can do as a man to support you yeah I'll be that supporting role for you. So, like, a lot of people think, like, as a man, you have to be the leader in every situation. In reality, no. Sometimes it's just like the wolves. Like, out in Alaska, the the leader of the pack actually is in the back. Yeah. Because he's the one to make sure that nobody falls behind. Yeah. And make sure that nothing happens from the rear. The ones who are in the front, not saying she is, but the ones who are in the front are the old ones who need to make sure you set the pace for how the group moves. And, and sometimes as men, we, we think you have to be up front leading the whole pack, but I think honestly you just need to take a take a step back. Sometimes you do. Listen, when I volunteer at my wife's school, 
she's the big dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I could just let her go. Exactly. Now, I think this has been a good convo. I wish I could stay any longer, yeah, but it's get to work. time for me to, to get to work. It is. So it's been a good, it's been a serious conversation. It has. Yeah. And uh, I think it went well. So I'm happy to, for our first episode in this apartment. Yes. I think it went well. Where we can finally record more like we've been talking about forever. Yeah. Now we have a spot where I don't have to drive and deal with 45 minutes of traffic to come see uh, Michael, even though you only used to live like 15 minutes away. But I hated also having to set up all the stuff too. So now yeah. we're set. You would just walk on in. Exactly. Good. But. Much love, brother. Much love. And guys, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Take care. Peace, Peace. y'all.